Hello and welcome to the Greg Fearon podcast with your host Greg Fearon and today we have the awesome Stephen Aish for I think the fourth time joining. Something like that. Yeah or I've, I know you've done talks for my clients and stuff like that as well so and and you're the creator of Train and Brain um, and just a master mindset ninja. And I'll tell you my biggest achievement getting that bloody thing to stay on the <laughs> The tech is always the hardest thing, right? Give me a kettlebell. Give me 20 personal trainers. I'm in my element. Give me a computer that doesn't work. And whoa. Even though it has step-by-step instructions, you're like. Yeah, you know we never read them, though, do we? (laughs) Was it you you read it when there's such a panic that it's life-threatening? Sounds a little bit like how people act, right? <laughs> Whoa. I mean, should we jump in with that one? Yeah, let's start there, shall we? And then let's just rock. Let's you go. Know, I think here's the, here's the first message I want to get across. And, and it is that prevention is so much better than cure. Or even, even reaching a place where you then need a cure. And let me relate this to my own story. You know, as, as some of you may well know, I literally had the... It's the yin-yang balance, because I've learned to reframe it. It was the most horrendous and challenging year of my life, but also one of the most beneficial in terms of growth. And I'm I'm only aware of that because I can now stand a a safe distance from it, look back and go, ah, right, okay, I I can learn from this. Because I think when once the anger and the hatred and the reaction and the annoyance of not really having a clear target once that died down i could see it for what it was rather than how i felt about it and that taught me a hell of a lot and i can tell you hand on heart absolute transparency the the best thing to do for your health is realize the small daily doses of maintenance the the steps the not missing the breakfast have some fun go out for a meal and a blowout pizza and what i say to people is that there's two numbers in my world if you are and as i mean i I coach with compassion but i'm bloody honest and sometimes that can hit if you are a, a train wreck lost at sea you would be more of what i'd say the 80 percentile if 80% of the time you can show up and do the work, you'll make incredible progress. When your foundations, when you know, when when you, it's, it's like the master, you know, you bang on the door for three months and they ignore you. They might shift some soup under to keep you warm. But, you know, when you're still there persisting, they might let you in. And when you've done your three months of that and you've proven to yourself that, you know, there's some level of trust here. The foundations are in place. I'm, I'm feeling and seeing a difference. What I would say there is you can then drop to the 70%. And I'd say that's that kind of bell curve, that normal distribution where it doesn't matter if you have a week off. It doesn't matter if you're slightly injured or tired. Here's the thing. It's over when you quit. And I'll give you a perfect example from my world. One of my clients, we, we, we had this random goal of you know 7,000 steps. And he turned up and you could see in his face, you know, quite disheveled. Steve, I only done 5,000. And boom, you know, you know me, brain switched on, plugged in. I thought, so the 2,000 that you didn't do are far more powerful and important than the 5,000 that you did. And all of a sudden, reality hit because let's say, you know, going back to that 70 percentile, which is what I use for pretty much, you know, 80 to 90 percent of my clients. If you miss a breakfast, doesn't matter. If you then quit because you missed a breakfast, that's the problem. If you go to the gym four or five times in a row and then don't feel like it, it's a problem if you then quit the gym because you've failed. You know, you've failed when you check out the game. There will be bumps in the road. You will be ill, injured. It might be closed. You might be away on holiday. The family might invite you to a buffet and you do let yourself go. We're not robots. Here's the thing. What I learned during my journey is the importance of doing the work when you think that you don't need to. Because I was in a very good place physically and mentally for a very long time. And then I bump, bump, bump. I tumbled down the hill and I kept going. And it was literally this bottomless pit where stuff stacked up bigger than my ability to cope with it and deal with it. And it was then that I realized, and I think this is the first thing we mentioned about resiliency on what we're looking to go through. The only way, so Greg, you, you know, you're, you're a 
coach, you know yourself, your way around the gym. How do you get strong? Someone someone turns up, they haven't seen a gym, got a bit of a tickly throat, excuse me. They haven't seen a gym. You know, we're talking years. I haven't seen a gym for years. They want to get strong. Give me literally a 30-second soundbite of what their journey would look like and a rough time frame. Hey, number one, what do you want to get strong at and in what way? Mm-hmm. Number two, Specifics. here's the plan of what we're going to do. Are you ready to do that? Or do we need to do something else before we get you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Number three, we're going to start off from the basics and we're going to overload and work our way up. So you get better and better every time. <clears throat> so how do you get strong? Is it safe to say that you get strong lifting the big heavy weights and not the 2K dumbbells for 30, 40, 50 rep? Yeah. Yeah. As the person that hasn't seen the gym for three years, start off with the great big, you know, knee wraps and <laughs> weightlifting. You're kill them. And here's the thing. You will not read a book on resiliency and get resilient. You will not read a book on how to drive a car and drive a car. You know, we, we're both familiar with martial arts. You're not going to read a book and be a martial arts expert, although some people would like to convince you otherwise. There are many of those on the internet right now. <clears throat> I know. It, it's shocking. And and likewise, you know, you're not going to read a book on, on getting strong and become strong. You're not going to lift 2K dumbbells. You're not going to be on the cable machine, on, on, you know, the third pin, repping out these, you know. It doesn't work like that. We understand that strength comes from big resistance relative to your max, and that accommodation over time, you've got to stress the system. Now, here's the thing. I was good at the level I was at. I wasn't prepared for the level I went to. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't lifted that level of weight. My advice to anyone that is going through <clears throat> some form of challenge, struggle, pain, stick with it. And here's the thing. And I'll, I'll create this as a little visual for those of you that are doing the video. But as, an audit, as an auditory, just, just kind of follow along. <clears throat> There's a you that's here now. Let, let's say you're the 100 kilo version of, of weights you can lift. Yep. And all of a sudden, 150 or 200 turns up. The worst thing you can do is run away from that because it scares you. And everything in your system is saying, panic, I'm not ready. I can't face this. It's too much. I can't deal with it understand that in time and it took me months it took me three to four maybe even six months to stop being angry at where i was and fighting it and realize i got to adapt it's it's helping me to grow in ways that don't yet exist i am not yet the person that can deal with this but i will be and by by staying with it and that's what i mean by that 70 and 80 percent if you run away you actually empower the stress and disempower self and all of a sudden that monster terrifies you and you you never go back there the brain actually creates no go zones based on fear based on terror based on that that sense of absolute despair and desperation you know you've been to the gym eight times why the hell would you go back a ninth if nothing's worked every pill potion diet coach trainer and here's the thing most people have been missold and I've, I I hammer this home because I want you to understand it. I mentioned bobbing in the ocean for a reason. People lost at sea. You know, you're, you're, you're kind of gasping for breath, bobbing under, coming up, coughing and spluttering. You get on the first boat that turns up. You don't, It doesn't have to be a yacht. It could be driftwood. It could be a, you know, it could be a 20 quid blow up from decathlon. Yeah, you don't care. Life is more important than your suffering. So you willingly climb on that. And you'll spend thousands and you'll be missold and you'll believe in empty promises. My advice is realize that it's time and the willingness to go through the early phases of adaptation. I can tell you from raw experience what actually happens at a foundation level. The nervous system adapts. You, You won't see any significant changes for probably 8, 6, 10, 12 weeks you'll get a little bit stronger. You'll be able to push a few more reps. You'll be incredibly knackered. That's that that, That's that alarm phase of Selye's 1936 gas principle. It's all in here somewhere, Greg, you know. It's the general adaptation system hmm. uh, syndrome, which I'm actually doing an article on at the moment. More related to the physiological response to kind of acute and chronic stress in a real life, you know, fear-based situation. But you can use it with exercise. 
you start off on the treadmill and let's say you're going a little bit too quick for that first 10 20 30 seconds your nervous system screams what the hell are you doing What's wrong with a nice comfy sofa and a blanket and Netflix? All of a sudden, you know, boom, you're in it. You're, you're, you are literally frontline war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your body's going, help, panic, chaos. You shift into that state, you know, fight, flight. So we dip a bit, but then you, you gain strength over time. You, you adapt. And here's the thing. When you understand the nature of stress and adaptation, look at where you can replicate that the gym's a great example mm -hmm. you start off as a beginner you've never seen a gym for for years you wander in your first workout unless you literally do you know base one or next to nothing you pick up some weights and do multiple sets of 10 you're gonna ache you're gonna ache mass i've been there i've done a few press-ups and not you know i had eye surgery and i had two months out and i've done probably 20 press-ups the other day and my chest hurts to touch. And I used to do thousands of the buggers. <clears throat> I'm back at the beginner stage. I'm not the athlete anymore. And, and my message, and I hope it comes across clear, is there will be a phase you go through where there's all manner of doubt because you can't see the results, you can't feel the results. But understand that stuff is happening, stuff is working. It's just behind the scenes. And it's not the one or two sessions. It's the two months of showing up 70% of the time and sticking with it that will eventually make you go, wow, look back. What can I now do that I couldn't when I started? And that for me is when the penny drops. The weight's gone up 10 or 20%. You know, you what exhausted you in 20 minutes, you can now effortlessly do for 30 or 40. Yeah. You know, that's the feedback. Your park run that didn't exist, you can now do. You've taken five minutes off of it. You can run two to three times a week, whereas you ran once and your calves were on fire for eight days. <laughs> yep. But here, and here's the interesting thing. So we, we've all worked in the corporate world and many of my listeners will have worked in the corporate world and they would have risen through the ranks or started a business. Probably some of the a bit, start a business is probably one of the most scary things you can ever do. Very lonely place. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to your body, all of a sudden it's like, I, I need it quickly. I need to get this done really quickly. Whereas mm. for your career or your work, you're willing to do all of the repetitive stuff. What's what, what is that? That is easily explained. How valuable is your health? Think, think of a monetary term. And then here's a great example. You know, what body part would you sell for a few million? You know, people might get rid of the top of their finger or a toe or you know, a bit, bit of elbow skin. Let's start talking eyeballs hands a leg yeah <laughs> you're not going to go there are you it shows you the worth of this system and here's here's the thing we will willingly go and spend three to four years to achieve a degree you've got four years for an apprenticeship to you know a gas fitter electrician plumber carpenter you're looking at many years to become a, a good level of uh, a secondary language or an instrument so why do we think something as valuable as health is going to happen in in you know six second abs or you know to two weeks to to fitness all, all of this missold nonsense <clears throat> uh, but i do understand it because we've got this broadband microwave generation where you can order off amazon delivered next day you've got you know chat gpt now you can find out anything about the universe being done and done and dusted <clears throat> and yet look at the the things i mentioned previously you know relationships they take time and effort to build with communication with empathy with understanding anything you have in your life that you hold a value i guarantee has taken time and effort and the physical health is no different when you get missold on you know i can have this in days or weeks not realizing that you know <clears throat> excuse me it's more months to maybe years now here's the thing you know we used to believe it was 21 days for a habit and research has shown that that's closer to two months i would actually say that two months is literally the toe in the door where the, the monk that won't let you in now starts to listen because you haven't run off and they might even open the door and let you in. So you've done your two months. Now you may not feel any different after that two months, 
But neurologically and mentally, in terms of discipline, you've laid the foundations to show that you're potentially a worthy student. So we're coming from a martial arts perspective. That two months, for another two months, and you start to see results. Unless you are willing to go through that primary foundation phase of doing the work mm-hmm. and not seeing the reward, which we have a huge problem with as adults, as humans. And that's why meditation, that's that's why so many people struggle with meditation, not, not during it, but even to approach it and actively participate because they're not sure what they get from it. And the answer is nothing. The answer could be everything, but it's it's a goalless path. It's not as though you sit there and at some point in the future, enlightenment appears and you understand the deep meaning of life, the universe, you know, you can talk to animals and <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I, I mean, the Buddha, the Buddha said what, what usually happens is instead of adding, you remove stuff like doubt disappears, stuff like um you know, struggling with connection and connectedness with people on, on the social side of things you know all, all of that removes over time and where we have a huge <clears throat> problem doing a thing and not seeing instant results that instant gratification you know the marshmallow test if you want to look up psychology yeah. i think it's important to be able to zoom out and see the bigger picture that two lectures don't equal a degree you know, two lessons won't give you a black belt. So why do you think that after three weeks of gym or two weeks of a diet or, you know, whatever it is that you're currently doing in terms of maybe a resolution that you think that's going to appear kind of overnight? It's not. And as soon as you zoom out and say, well, you know what, this is big, this is important, it's going to take work. Instead of checking the scales daily, instead of looking in the mirror and thinking nothing's changed, realize that you know give yourself permission to step back and allow the process to unfold and maybe you know check in once a week not that you'd even see much difference then based on water retention and muscle growth and what have you give yourself permission to step back and let the process unfold more as observer than active participant you know yes you are active in it as the architect of it unfolding but step back a bit as the kind of parental nanny babysitter that's constantly observing saying you know where's my food where's my food where you know i need results i gotta i gotta show something for this step back from wanting anything immediately and i think that will allow you to continue it without the pressure that causes so many people to fall over i mean literally we're in what week one of the resolutions you know hopefully people stick with it um but uh, any questions far away because I think now's a perfect time to jump into smart goals and hopefully for those that are still in with the resolutions for 2023 and haven't fallen over because I think it's about two to three weeks isn't it where they nosedive and yeah, tank about, and two, about two and a half weeks <clears throat> so if we look at smart goals for those of you still in the race I guarantee you or for those of you that have actually kind of taken a tumble and stepped back this is your way back in because the smart goal system takes the general, which is largely meaningless, to very specific, which is the only way you actually create a route between A and B. And we'll use the sat-nav analogy to really kind of bring this home into the modern world. I love this. I love this analogy. I use it every day with people. Put it this way. I mean, if 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 so, if I'm coming to visit you, yeah, you're in London. Yep. I say, kind of, Greg, where do you live? London. Yeah, it's a big place, mate. You know. <laughs> okay, let's 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 be realistic here. You don't tell me where you live. How long will it take me to find it? I mean, without doing kind of you know Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> it's gonna take you a long time. It's gonna take me years. How many streets? How many addresses? How many people? Places? The size of it? You could probably walk London, never seeing the same part of it. And in four to five years' time, and multiple pairs of shoes never have gone to the same place twice. So yeah. it's it's impossible, particularly if you sculpt me and you keep moving when I get close. I can see him. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that bloke, bloke with the kettlebells and the broadsword? Okay, cool. I know it's him. But yeah, you, you 
it's impossible. So here's the thing. If, you know, if I'm going to see a friend in Manchester, what's the one thing I need? The postcode. It zones me in from Manchester, which is a bloody big place, to area, you know, to road, to house. I need to know your house. And here's the thing. When your goal is, and guys, listen to this and write it down and take it on board. When your goals are general, I want to get fit. I want to lose weight. Or actually the negative, I hate being fat. i got to go to the gym. It has nothing to work with. I'll give you 10 pence out of the pound. <laughs> Feeling generous today. I'll give you 10 pence. Because you've at least landed in the country. Let me be specific here. You don't need a dentist. <laughs> you don't need a new car. Yeah? You're not shopping for detergent. You know that it's health. So you've, you've landed in the country. You know, you don't want all of these. You want this. But you're trying to find a house that doesn't exist. You've got a rough idea. There's discomfort. I need to sort my health out. I'm going to join the gym. I want to get fit. What does that mean? How is that tangible? And with the smart goal system, when you change, I want to get fit to, I want to lose 10 kilograms in three months. Or I want to get fit, I'm going to start running. Okay, I want to take three minutes off my park run time in 12 weeks. I currently struggle to do 10 laps of the field. By summer, let's extend it. I want to do a park run in 25 minutes. And what that's done is that's taken this kind of country down to a postcode, a house. And with with the specifics, SMART, S-M-A-R-T, big capitals, SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable or attainable, relevant or relative. So you you see different acronyms and time-based, time-bound or timely. So let's go through that. Specific, I want to get fit. For what? I mean, the bigger one is for who? That could really mess things up. So yes. we'll probably leave that. That's the whole podcast. That's a record in, in itself. That's a, yeah, that's, let me, that's let's, a let's, podcast in itself, right? That's there. Part of that one for now. But you're right. Like, if, I, I could, I would be rich if I had, if I just put a pound down for every time someone came to me and said, Greg, I want to lose weight. Greg, I want to get fit. And I just mm-hmm. go, lose what weight? get into shape for what fit and when or i don't know what working with here yeah completely and and this is a game changer because the thing just just keep in your head sat nav so how does a sat nav work so i mean i'm I'm what two hours from you give or take yeah north cambridgeshire so you've got 85 miles odd between us so i'll I'll do a visual i'll actually actually use this so here's me up here and here's greg down here 85 miles apart there's three things that are required for me to reach you. I need to know your destination. Mm-hmm. And once I've got my start position, a route is calculated. And I want to just put in a second part here that would really help people with what I mentioned about that bell curve and foundations. <clears throat> I'm traveling across to London, obviously m- managing the speed limit appropriately. <laughs> and there's a road closed, you know. Never happens, does it? There's a road close. Do I go home and quit? <laughs> no, the car detours, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's the same thing with your goals. The buffet with family, the pizza blowout, the fact that you missed the gym doesn't mean road closed, go home. It means detour. You're still in it unless you quit. Hopefully that lands because as soon as you say, I missed a session, it's over my weekend diet went to shit it's over you know i don't feel like it oh that's terrible because i'm supposed to feel like it and i'm a bad person and i'm letting my coach down i'm gonna quit as soon as you get in that mess of the one thing the 2000 steps that outweighed the five 2000 steps you didn't do becoming 10 times more important than the 5,000 steps you did do. <clears throat> and that being your focus, as soon as you can shift that balance in the scales and realize, you know, what would the sat-nav do right now? Road closed, dead end, no entry, you know, gym shut, you've sprained your ankle. You, you, you don't feel like it for whatever reason. You wouldn't go home, would you? You'd, no. you'd, you'd detour. Now that detour is quite powerful because it might take a bit longer, i.e. you have a couple of days off. But you're back in it because you've still got that destination, that goal. 
Now, when your destination, i.e. arriving at someone's house, is very specific, what do you think your chances are of actually finding that house when you've got a postcode instead of a city? Very, very, very much. <clears throat> million times. As I said, you, you, know, you will wander the streets for a lifetime and potentially never find this person. So when your goals are specific, i.e., and I just, just use a random one. So most people join the gym to lose weight. <clears throat> so let's move from I want to get fit, which, as I said, there's not much wrong with that. It's specific to the extent that, you know, you're not shopping for a new dog. Yeah, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but it still lacks anything that would give you the ability to draw a line between A and B. A, I start here and I'm in pain and I want to change and improve in some way. B, I want to get fit. B is a cloud in the sky. <clears throat> you know, it's almost non-existent to the extent that there's no way of drawing a line between A and B because B largely doesn't exist. It's intangible. There's no specifics. How do you measure it? How would you even know if you've achieved it? You wouldn't. Now B becomes, I want to lose 10 kilograms in three weeks. Sorry, three months. Very, I caught myself out there. <clears throat> I, 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 didn't, I didn't even know was that. Did he glitch? <laughs> glitch in the matrix. So three kilos in, sorry, 10 kilos in three months. Very doable. And I, I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm a huge fan of the slow and steady and the manageable. You know, you can lose it a lot quicker, but you'll also lose your soul and your life while you're doing it. And that, that isn't what we want because someone that turns up is in a bad enough place already. We don't want to add to their suffering. We want to paint a, a happy picture of, you know, here's the thing. Instead of focusing on the gym hurts and I'm, I'm, I'm crap and I can't run and I'm overweight and I don't, who am I becoming from doing this? Bang. Whoa, look at that. Hey, how's that for turning the matrix upside down? See, when you focus on the problem that you want to get rid of, all of your time, effort, and attention is going into that which you do not want. Amen. And you're magnifying it. And the actors and actresses are on the stage giving this tragic play, and you're there clapping, saying, please go away. Encore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. You can nick that. <clears throat> I'm using that one. When all of your attention should be focusing on the thing that you want, because here's the thing where the attention goes, the effort goes, and that little spin cycle in your head that's rolling around and stop focusing on thing and language and attention and doing and behavior and consequences and feelings and outcomes and a timeline of habits and everything in that stir fry. If you focus on watering the weeds more than you focus on growing the flowers, you will have an abundance of weeds and you won't be able to leave your house. And when you focus on what am I going? And that's the thing. Here's the importance with goals. If they're not specific, you're left with weeds. You don't know what this looks like. It's intangible. It means I want to get fit. You know, how open, general and non-specific is that? It means nothing. We can't Yeah, A trainer will say, right, OK, I can start you with X, Y and Z. But you as an individual, you won't have the capacity to give that legs and make it something that happens. You've got no way of measuring it. You wouldn't know where to start. You wouldn't know what success looks like. So when you say, right, three months for 10 kilos. Now, if it took you four months or if at the end of three months you've lost seven, focus on how much you've achieved and won rather than the bit you didn't. And that's an important thing with reframing the goals. So now I've got a postcode. A can be linked to B. <clears throat> now, that path is where your car goes. What do you think that path is when you have person that has a specific goal? You've backtracked from the goal, the same as the sat-nav does, to calculate the route, and that's how you produce a training program. Because now I know what you want. I can build a bridge between where you are and where you'd like to go. And if where you'd like to go is just an idea or a dream or a hope, there's no bridge going to appear. You know, you could wing it and say, you know, just go in the gym and thrash yourself and eat healthy. And after two sessions, you'll hate life more than you already do. You know, that's a great recipe for success. And here's the thing. Someone that turns up in our world, you know, the, 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 the lost at sea, they've got enough going on. They don't want to be adding compound stress to a painful existence with umpteen hit circuits and ridiculous restrictive 
half of your recommended calorie diet where you're collapsing in your in your food and hating life and literally twitching at 12 o'clock and seeking caffeine and sugar to to prop you up that crutch they don't want that and, and here's the thing for me there, there's three areas you've got the mindfulness you've got the nutrition you've got the gym in the nicest way and it's changed incredibly over the last several years you know you wind back 10 15 years pts had gym and nutrition that was it the mindful aspect is basically when a person knocks on my door what have they experienced that created who they are what learnings in a dialogue stories experiences interactions beliefs maintain who they are and resist change <clears throat> and to what extent across time and you know let's get some several examples from previous failed attempts because when i've got you in a place of trust dare I say vulnerability, the willingness to open up and be seen and heard. Then understanding that together we can do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's three ways. I'm by your side telling you it's all good. I'm ahead of you, leading you, showing you what's possible. Or I'm kicking your ass into touch because I know what's possible from you because you've switched off realizing your greatness and potential. And there's a lot of people in that place <clears throat> up to their neck in mud, not realizing that they got there in the first place and they still refuse to get out. <laughs> well, it, it's that thing of, um, you know, if you walk far enough into the woods, you got you got, you got to be able to walk out. And I think where <clears throat> Miss Sold is, that I think they, they think they're going to be airlifted out of the forest yes. by, a, by a, I don't know, a Star Trek yeah, 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 spot. Yeah, and they're going to be transported to, the happy land where they're lean, strong, fit, and they're living the life that they want to live. Yeah. And you know what? I think a powerful thing there is to look at locus of control. When someone bangs on your door, and this is a great one for any coaches that tune into this. When someone knocks on your door, the hierarchy of that relationship is instantly defined. They are a potential client and you are the expert. So chuck that imposter syndrome and doubt and everything else in the bin. Unless you're blagging it and have no qualifications, then we need to have a word. <laughs> but what I would say there is the locus of control. Now, this is to empower the individual that wants to go on a journey. Yes, you will potentially need expert help, but don't put it 100% on them, for goodness sake. You've got to show up. You've got to own it. You've got to do the work. You've got to accept responsibility that you are literally the architect of how you show up through whatever reasons and habits. And, and you might hate hearing that, but no one force fed you. That's the thing. No one can go to the gym, but you, no one can eat healthy, but you, no one can find the time for mindfulness or meditation or journaling. You know, we can give you a map. We can bridge A to B. We can, we can help you assess your goals, but we can't do it for you. We can't do it and give you, the results we'd love to it's just not going to happen so understand that taking back a degree of that responsibility in terms of an inner locus of control rather than oh, oh greg yeah you know i've seen your testimonials i know you can do it for me no <clears throat> you do it for you i simply guide provide feedback expand your awareness give you a few little pointers and allow you the freedom to wander around the parts of you that you either have yet to explore because you don't know they exist or you're scared to go there through helplessness through failure through repeated <clears throat> beliefs that you can't do it on your own <clears throat> so does that, does that sound good sounds perfect all i can see right now and i'm sorry i know there's lots of ladies who will be listening to this but star wars yoda he doesn't do the training for Luke Skywalker. Mr. Miyagi does not do the training for Daniel's son. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? So to move from a level of competency where you are at least informed to some degree, you know, go, go back to car driving. You learn from an instructor, not from a book. You don't just get in it and wing it. You seek expert advice that can literally take a mess that would take you a very long time and be dangerous. Vroom, 20 lessons done. Martial arts, basics in three to six months. How to stand, block, turn, punch, 
basic kick, stance, whip, depth, breathing, yeah, the whole shebang, you know the score. <clears throat> With the training, anyone that you involve or invite in, be very reluctant to put it all on them, hoping that they can fix and change your life because it's not going to happen. It will never happen. Yeah. Once you take a degree of ownership, and, and here's the thing, it's ownership. It's the two things that give you the third thing. So that's the visual kinesthetic here because you could probably see me thinking that out as it happened. The two things that give you the third thing are the first one is an acceptance of responsibility of the being, the vessel, the vehicle that you bring to this moment. No fingers waving, no blaming, no shaming, no judgment. You are who you are and where you are, and that's it. Get rid of all of the doubt and the worry and the shame and the guilt and say, right, this is me. I'm overweight. I struggle breathing, going up the stairs. I'm going to deal with this. Bang. It's on me. It's my vehicle. I'm leasing it. But it's my responsibility. Yeah, my earth suit. <clears throat> I'm going to take care of this. That then gives you permission to start that journey with a sense of sense of pride, sense of belief, sense of empowerment. Because you know that the investments and actions that you put in will pay off, i.e. leading to number three. Your goal gets clearer. Your chances of success improve. The distance between current self and goal self reduce over time based on action. You know, mm -hmm. if there's a brick wall here and I'm taking 10 steps a day, in nine months time, I'm going to hit that wall unless I never show up and take a step. And hopefully as simple as that analogy is, that literally explains how you achieve anything in life, showing up and doing it. And <clears throat> what, I, what I wanted to finish off with the SMART goals was really bringing home the importance of moving from the general to the detailed specific and the more the more you can level down you know if if i've got your area i still might not find your house now if your road's half a mile long and i've got your road i still mm -hmm. may not find your house so a postcode is great but what i really need is a door number mm -hmm. that is how specific you can get with goals so that you literally like that kind of satellite google zoom 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 solar panels on the roof yeah <laughs> that is how specific you can get so that you see the roof of the house rather than this 10 mile radius hoping well you know mm. yeah i wanting to lose weight not good i want to lose 10 kilos better i'm going to lose 10 kilos in three months yeah that's good i'm going to lose 10 kilos in three months i can train three times a week i can put in 30 to 45 minute sessions i'm also going to look at my recovery my hydration my sleep i'm going to go to bed earlier because my health goals are more important than netflix i will wake up a little bit earlier because i've gone to bed earlier and i will set aside 30 minutes in the morning and there's three things 10 minutes each i will stretch and mobilize mm -hmm. i will meditate and then I'm going to do a bit of journaling or read something or maybe watch something that's funny. Because here's the thing, how you start the day largely dictates how the day unfolds. And if you leave the house with the anger of yesterday, you're going to take that and play that movie again on Groundhog Day loop. Mm -hmm. Set yourself up for success. It isn't difficult. It does take time and effort. But as you know from my work, I, I am a huge fan of awareness and zooming people out of being in it and reacting to it and feeling uncomfortable and wanting to run away because they don't understand it. To being the observer that can now see the cause and effect of suffering, seeing what produced you over the last few decades mm -hmm. of habits and choices and an inner critic that isn't your best friend and this default mode of being <clears throat> being angry that you're fat being angry that you're fat doesn't focus on health being desperate to change and must join the gym because you hate how you look never focused on health and once we can shift that perspective from what i hate what i don't want what i'm embarrassed about or need to get rid of or fixed to this is who i can become 
this is my why bring bring into this moment what that success would feel like what it would do to you what it would mean to your family and <clears throat> visualization is a powerful technique because the brain treats anything as real when you sit with the despair and the discomfort of where you currently are and with every cell of your body mm. regret and deny and want to, to change i mean there's a there's a deeper love you know there's layers the deeper lesson here is if you hate who you are and want to change that is a recipe recipe for disaster because you're coming from a place of non-acceptance and incredible judgment now i know it takes time to heal that relationship with self but when you can move from hate to emptiness are you look in the mirror look in the mirror for a couple of minutes and, and be honest with what is there in I, I call it the void what sits between you and reflection and for a lot of people there's the judgment there's the hate there's the spend long enough until the noise disappears and there's space because trust me it takes a bloody long time to move from hate to love but from hate to i can do this from hate to emptiness from hate to i can learn to like you from hate to i appreciate you i'm going to look after you from hate to i promise to meet your needs from hate to i'm going to do the work watch me and from hate to with knobbly knees and a trembling lip i'm sorry and i love you then we're talking <laughs> and as soon as you do that your, your but, technology goes but i think no way was that on for three hours yeah time flies on unless it started in the middle but i think yeah, i mean it, I think it takes can... a hell of a long time and here's the thing the biggest part of your health journey is learning to trust yourself to do the work whatever you face and i know we've all faced stuff and for some people they've had bumps in the road or for some people they've had perpetual avalanches and be buried alive you know they've faced stuff that they have hidden and buried so deep because of the scar the embarrassment and the shame that they don't want that to ever surface but it exists and and here's my advice you know if, if you need to speak to a professional to deal with this do so because it will be the will clamp <clears throat> that sabotages any progress because you have yet to forgive you have yet to accept self unconditionally and you have yet to trust yourself to meet your needs fully and as soon as you can make progress in those areas you'll find that this and in the nicest way you won't even need us why does a full-ass grown adult need someone to tell them to go to the gym and eat properly I mean, I've or sorry for shitting on our industry from a height, but I mean, <clears throat> it baffles me that a grown adult that can vote and reproduce and travel the world and open a business and teach others has to be told to look after your body, eat a little bit better and hydrate yourself. You know, we're not talking build a hadron collider or come up with renewable energy, basic stuff. But the fact that so many people are a million miles away from this shows you that it's an epidemic of incredible proportions. And that's why, you know, we get people rocking up to us for advice and support. But, you know, just, just to close that, the most important part of your health journey is your relationship to yourself. And when that is at least improved, it doesn't have to go from a mess to perfect. Mm. When it goes from a mess to I understand this now and accept it and I'm able to forgive and do you know, let's say you go from one to four. That four is enough to get your health journey rolling with minimal collateral damage because you're not doing it through spite, vengeance, hate, lack of forgiveness, the fact that you despise who you are. When you walk a journey of health to fix hate, never going to happen you will not hate yourself healthy and you will never hate yourself happy come from a place of compassion and acceptance more importantly come from a place where you can trust yourself across time to meet your needs and what that does is that changes everything you know at some point in our life we 
weren't handed that torch of you're independent. It's all on you. People can still help you and look after you and whatnot, but it's all on you, the whole shebang, because we are born completely dependent, more, more so than any other animal, yeah? And, you know, what, what age? 18, 21, 25, leaving home, getting married, traveling, you know, going to a different continent. We don't know. There's, there's levels of independence. <clears throat> but here's the thing. Outside of tribes where there's an initiation ceremony, we're never really aware of crossing that path or line of bomb. I'm now independent. It's all on me. You know, if I speed, I get a ticket. If I hurt someone, I got a call. If I miss this, there's concert. You know, the whole thing's on you. Now, that, that can terrify people. But understanding that is the way that you take responsibility for it as a sentient being and realize that within that little package is also this vehicle, which is your gift to navigate and enjoy this experience to the best of your abilities. I mean, let's zoom right out now. You are the universe having a brief human experience. This is the vehicle you have on leasehold that actually comes from stardust. If you look at the higher elements from, you know, mm -hmm. supernova, stuff like that. I may have been here a thousand times. I have no idea. I may go on another thousand. I have no idea what's next, but I can tell you something. Outside of rational and realist philosophy, I'm here now. I know that. I'm here as a sentient being having a human experience. Make that something worthwhile. Make that a gift that you give to your children. Because when you're in a great place, when you heal the despair, when you remove the hate, when you can at least show up and take care of yourself at a respectable and responsible level, what are you teaching your kids? This is your chance to be the barrier that stops the generational trauma that all of us experience from being handed down so that you then carry more guilt because you've buzzed up your kids as well. As I said, it always comes from the heart and sometimes it freaking hurts because it's on the chin. But by you showing up and walking this path and getting your house in order, the people watching you as a being that they are sponges towards with mirror neurons learning how to be, what to say, what's important, how to operate, the power of language, because they pick up stuff that isn't said. And when you realize that you are literally the avatar that they learn from, they absorb from, they, they become a, almost a reflection of you. When you're in a good place, you'll probably produce people that will walk this earth doing minimal damage. And for me, that's the goal of life. You've just, that last bit, especially, you've just summed up a conversation that I'm having with lots of people where there's this visceral reaction to words like the word diet or the word oh, calories. Yes. Whatever it is, this visceral reaction. And then there's this big trend about anti-diet culture. And I'm like, okay, these, this is a word. It's a four-letter word. Diet's a very interesting word as well. In what way? If you think of it, diet for me, there's, there's, there's two versions of diet that are so polar opposite. They are literally the front and back of the same coin. Diet in the modern Western world is, I fucked up. It's a jail sentence for bad behavior. It's, mm -hmm. I need to own this mess. I'm going to go on a diet. It's like everything's got to be reined in and managed because I've been bad. It's the naughty step, isn't it? Yep. And yet from the original Greek, diet means way of life. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there I could do that thing. bit. You've got the Western, hold your breath, you've been naughty, go to jail, you're a bad person. And then the, the original full exhalation where food is life, food is fuel, food is recovery, food is enjoyment, food, food is existence, you know? And so don't go on a diet. Don't go on a diet. I realize the power of that because the brain doesn't process as negative. <laughs> you, you can't catch yourself out. Remove the word diet from your vocabulary and say to yourself, I am going to eat better. Because diet literally feels like, you know, handcuffs and, and six months of service. 
but I guess that's the thing, isn't it? It's that thing where diet is just a word. Yeah. We've attached so many thoughts, feelings, past failures to that one word. Yeah. And I think even when people say they, they, you know, we try to disguise it. We say, oh, I don't, I don't diet. I just eat well. Mm. That's us trying to remove ourselves from what we did wrong. Yes. Yes. In the past. And that's where these feelings around certain words come up. Completely. Yeah. I mean, for me, let's say, imagine you're on a small boat. Diet can be the anchor that sinks you or the wave that gives you some acceleration. It's really down to, as you mentioned, words have, I think that the best way to explain this is words have consequences. And when you understand linguistically the impacts that words can have and how they can motivate and what they can lead to, you know, those behavioral loops, you say a thing, I hear it, I internalize it, there may be a reaction. My brain then re- 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 relates in some way and reacts to that discomfort. I have to act to get away from a perceived whatever. And we go around, you know, you zoom out and see this. It's, it's literally like a machine doing, you know, car work in the in a in a conveyor belt system, you know, like this this kind of <clears throat> it's it's one of the biggest reasons that we suffer we spend too much time in the thing considering options outcomes best i mean great examples martial arts people always looking for the best martial art you know it's never the martial art it's the practitioner that brings it to life amen meditation at my last count there's 27 different versions probably more now what's the best one the one that you start and the one that you stick with for two months because you know to to go back and probably correct myself and saying it's a goalless pursuit it is to the extent that there's largely nothing to you know there's no flag saying i've arrived i'm done but if you wanted any feedback on what you could expect it's the ability to sit with this moment without your head running off like tom and jerry it's the ability to i call it the internal weather the mind has thoughts and the body has emotions for you to be able to sit with those in real time and accept whatever surfaces in non-judgment, like clouds passing and not wanting to grab that one and get rid of this one and wait for a nice one. For you to sit with whatever surfaces, you will fast track that journey of acceptance and healing because largely we are strangers to ourselves. We know other people more than us because we haven't spent time deeply with self becoming aware of habits, looking at the power of language, looking at our social interactions, looking at our habits and our consequences, and then looking at the bigger picture of what happened for this timeline of events to lead to me feeling terrible and sabotaging. Because there's stages in there, and at every stage you've got the option to hit the brakes, reflect, and with that incredible frontal cerebral cortex, which is why we can plan ahead and predict the future, not predict a future sci-fi, but you know, if, yeah. if I start walking to the field, I know that in two minutes I'm going to get to the field. Uh, animals largely don't have this. They're in the now because that's all they've got. Whereas this, this wonderful prefrontal cortex, I can see three doors. And if in my mind I open those doors and know that that one leads over a cliff and that one I'm going to get run, run over by a train and that one leads to you know Shangri-La, I'm going to go in the third one. We know this. You know that quitting is guaranteed failure. You know that not going to the gym for a month is guaranteed failure. You know that missing breakfast every morning or ordering the takeaway every evening or stacking up on coffee and Pringles and whatnot is the reason you're going to crumble. So who's taking or who's avoiding the accountability for your actions, whereas a sentient being, you know the outcome before you even open the door. Not to catch anyone out, but when you shine a spotlight and lock all the doors, the only thing left is it's on me. It's on me. It's on me every damn day, all day long. And once you can accept that, you can change it. Because you stop falling off the wagon, you stop blaming other people, you stop blaming the McDonald's, you stop complaining about the two-for-one Pringles. And <laughs> oh, do you know what? It's me. It's it crazy, is isn't it? Me all day long, every time. And here's the thing: as as uncomfortable as that is initially, when that you know, like the magnet to the t- old TV, when that 
phase passes, you're left with something incredibly empowering that your actions are responsible for your choices and outcomes it empowers you when i when i blame someone i actually disempower me and empower them so if i blame mcdonald's for my health mcdonald's is stronger than my will and choices think yeah. about that when i blame you for feeling angry you become more powerful than me because my locus of control is external when i'm angry at the gym for having the wrong treadmills or the, the workout not working <clears throat> i disempower me and i em empower this thing as being big and scary and the more monsters you create the less likely you are it's martin seligman's model 1968 i believe learn helplessness yeah you've gone to the gym didn't work didn't wear let's say you're on phase seven of new year's resolutions if you've had six failures not to set you up but probably seven's going to follow the same way because you've actually learned to be helpless you've learned to doubt you have learned that you cannot rely on or trust yourself and as i said it comes back to that that nucleus of boom sit with self understand self accept self take responsibility for self not just self here but what's happened across time in your past to create the you and then that future can actually operate from your hand and brain rather than fate rather than hope rather than dream and rather than blaming big monsters along the way that are going to knock it flat you are the architect and when you realize this you start creating better movies do you know what Done. That line is the perfect line to mic drop this podcast. I don't want it, but I'll break it. <laughs> no, yeah, don't do that. It's expensive, this stuff. Um, Stephen, that was awesome, as usual. Where, My pleasure, man. Where can people find you, listen to you, hear more about well, you? Uh, it's going out Monday. They can Ooh. go to trainandbrain.co.uk, and there's a big button that says start now. And you have got what I've been told could easily sell for a few hundred pounds for free. I'm, I'm going to tell you now, I've had a look at it. You've Oh, yeah, you you I've, gave it a test run, didn't you? It is uh, loaded, absolutely yeah, it's, loaded. It's pretty much complete. And well, and then all you need is you on top of it. So, yeah, it's a it's an amazing. You've got workouts, meditations, journals, fat loss trackers. There's a gratitude thing. You've got videos of mindfulness, hydration, sleep. And here's the reason I've done this. I am a huge fan of building a meaningful relationship before anything else. Job done, jump in, take it for a test run, and I wish you every success. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. That was amazing. And um, if you're listening to this, you know, share this, because I think it will help anybody. Play this a few times. I think take notes. Yeah. yeah take notes. You, you'll yeah. often find that when you review something more than once, I, I've, I've seen this in movies. Great example being the matrix where you watch it a second time and you think I missed that. Yeah. Do you know why that happens? Let's just spend 30 seconds going there. So your, your attention is on things that are known and familiar. And as soon as something happens that either shocks you or inspires you, I mean, there's some deep life philosophy in the matrix, isn't there? In fact, a lot of people have said it's, it's probably one of the best movies that deals with the theme of our existence and potential and growth and stuff like that. I'd, I'd, know, add, I'd, I'd add Kung Fu Panda to that list as well. And Wally. Oh yeah. Talk about Nostradamus in three days. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you got you quote me on that. So you, you've got the Matrix and you're watching this thing and all of a sudden, you know, Morpheus gives in the pill and voila. You don't then spend time paying attention to the next two minutes because you're off entertaining how deep what was just said is and how meaningful that is to your existence and what you can do with it. And then you'll come back to what they're saying, you know, maybe 10, 20, 30 seconds later. So you actually miss chunks. As soon as something appears that inspires you, it it hits, it grabs your attention, you process it, you think about it, all the spider legs come off of what it means, how you can use it, how, and then you're, you're back and you've missed that chunk and you'll see that movie a few times and you'll go, I don't remember that bit. 
same as life you know if you've ever done the selective attention test <laughs> there's a lot going on that we miss and mm. i think you know just to finish the biggest reason we miss stuff is because we have a hardwired system looking for problems now you've got to work with that unfortunately and it's got three million years ahead of you but start to look for opportunities as well start to look for solutions start to look for gratitude start to look for forgiveness love health connection because there's a lot of dark stuff out there we know that but it's a fraction that gets blasted so much we think it's the whole thing it's not there's a huge amount of goodness a huge amount of wonderful people and a huge amount of connection and experiences to have change your radar and operating system over time to realize that that is the truth not the noise and the nonsense and everything else that can pull you down and you know the rainy days <clears throat> and on that note go and enjoy the dance because the clock's tick awesome go dance people Stephen. we'll talk soon thank you very much we will indeed have a fantastic weekend thank you bye bye <laughs>